BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Episode 155 is Episode 74, How Budget Girl Sarah Wilson Paid Off $38,000 of Debt on a Low Income. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to another episode of Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are plucking one of your favorite episodes from the archives to replay for you because we believe if you haven't heard it, you definitely should. Now is the time. Mm. And you know us. Interviews are our favorite. Debt payoff stories are our favorite. This one was your favorite from the archives, so it's a good refresher. Yes. If you are unfamiliar with Budget Girl, her real name is Sarah, and she is just a wonderful human being. We love her so much. So we're excited to reshare this episode. First, we got to thank our sponsors. Mm, yeah. So our first sponsor is brought to you by the Frugal Friends Florida Meetup. What? Weren't expecting that. Hey, you were expecting alliteration, though. We always yeah. deliver on that. So this year we're doing two, fingers crossed, in person meetups. Mark your calendar for the first one. It is April 17th in St. Petersburg, Florida, the Sunshine City. Mm-mm. More details to follow, but if you're itching to visit sunny St. Pete and hang out with other frugal friends, this is your opportunity. We'll hopefully be doing another one in Austin, Texas in September, but we've definitely learned to stop planning ahead. So try to make it to this one if you're in the area. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash meetup to let us know if you're coming. It will be outdoors. We will be careful. Yes. It will be all the things that are required, mandated by us. Absolutely. And you know, those are the most frugal get togethers anyway. So we would have done it even pre 2020 this way. So like, there's no worries. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. This episode is also brought to you by YouTube videos. When you need to know what to do, but reading just won't cut it, YouTube videos are there to show you how it's done. YouTube videos are also salvation when trying to distract a toddler. One word, You know it, Jill. Blippy. Mm. (laughs) YouTube videos. Sometimes you can even listen to podcasts on there. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes. Go go listen to the Frugal Friends podcast on YouTube, not Blippy. 
I don't yeah. understand. I know. I mean, not right now because we don't have any new episodes. But I hope maybe by the time we release this one, we will start well, releasing on there. If you've not seen the others that are on YouTube, yeah, then go back. They're great. Yeah. Anyways, let's dive in to this great episode with Sarah Wilson and be ready for some great knowledge bombs. Mm. Welcome, Sarah from Budget Girl. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Hey, Sarah. Glad to have you. Yeah. When we were starting the Frugal Friends podcast, I don't know if you remember this, but I emailed you and I was like, we have to get you on. You'd be a perfect guest. And then we just started getting all these other guests. And now, over a year and a half later, now we finally have you on. I'm very glad you... (laughs) I'm very glad I lived around. <laughs> the crowd that kind of yes. came in when we had our sight set on one girl off in the distance yes. and then everyone else came and we just kind of had to weed through it to get you to know you. What? I am always happy to be waiting the wings ready to <laughs> like come party anytime, anywhere, anyplace. So yeah, it was perfect because we actually had a lot of interest in our Facebook group, the Frugal Friends community about paying off debt when you're single. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of single people. And um, we got a comment on there that she just found that a lot of personal finance advice wasn't applicable to her because she was single. Mm -hmm. And at least that's what she thought. And so I instantly thought of you, no better person to talk on this subject as you who've paid off so much debt. So first... Can you tell us about your debt payoff journey and just get everybody up to speed who doesn't already know about you? Absolutely. So in 2014, I lost my job. I was a um, section editor for a newspaper and they found someone who could do it cheaper. Mm -hmm. So I was out of work for like five months and I was terrified because to that point, I hadn't been paying on my student loans. I was deferring them because I was only making about like 24, 25 grand a year. I was also not budgeting, so I can't tell you exactly what I was making. Um, But I swore being in that place of on unemployment, thinking that I had all this debt above me, 33 grand Mm. to be exact. And it was just growing every day and thinking that I was going to have to go work like food service Mm -hmm. to survive. And that like the entire college experience was going to be for nothing. Mm. And that I was just, I was just done. I was, I was worried about being done. I was worried about being able to eat. And I swore that when I got a new job that I would do whatever it took Mm -hmm. to get out of debt. So after about five months on unemployment, I took a job in another state and moved from Mississippi to a small town in Louisiana as a beat reporter for a small newspaper for $26,000 a year. I moved Mm -hmm. into the cheapest apartment that I could find. It was $400 a month. Whoa, nice. It was not in a good place. Okay. And I started budgeting and I budgeted every single cent that was coming in and I made it my job and my hobby to make more money to try to pay off debt. Mm. So I delivered, I'd worked, I work a full shift at the newspaper, try to get as many overtime hours as I could. I did, 
as many side hustles as I could. I trained dogs. Was that a side hustle? <laughs> it was a side hustle. And That's I'm not amazing. To train dogs. <laughs> I'm a dog that well trained. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I did secret shopping. So um, mm. one of my secret shoppings was going to Walmart gas stations and attempting to buy cigarettes. Because at this point, I was like 20. I was in my early 20s and or late 20s and seeing if they carded or not. <laughs> Don't ask me to do math <laughs> on my age. Um, <laughs> and uh, usually they did not. And so they would get in trouble and I would have just a lot of cigarettes that I would oh then gosh. resell for more That's money, so which was recently funny. pointed out to me is probably illegal. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I'd get paid like eight bucks to go purchase cigarettes at a gas station and I'd get reimbursed for the cigarettes as well. And then I'd resell the cigarettes for like four bucks to a coworker of mine. So that turned like doing that once a week at some of the local gas stations turned into a little bit of a good side hustle. I, um, when that wasn't enough, I started like flipping things that I found at yard sales and on the side of the road. And then I started delivering pizzas from 10 PM to 3 AM after my shift at the newspaper. Whoa. I gamified getting out of debt. So after two years, paying off 10 grand each year, making $26,000 a year living in Louisiana, I took a better position in Arkansas and there I was making 30 grand a year. And I did the exact same thing. I put all of my raise to debt and I kept gamifying it. Um, I had purchased things at yard sales and flipped them to the local thrift store um, or consignment store. I would you know, I started the YouTube channel, which at that point was actually making me a little bit of money. And I threw all of that at debt. And after three years and three months, I had it all paid off. Dang. Whoa. On such a small salary, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. That's amazing. How did you have the energy to do that? Like that kind of hustle nonstop. I mean, there, we all have capacity. How did you keep that rhythm up for three years? Well, a, lo- a lot of people looked at the videos that I was doing towards the end and they're like, I can't achieve that level. And therefore, I shouldn't even try. But what I always tell people Mm. is that frugality is a muscle. You have to build Mm. it up. So I started with trimming my grocery bill and doing some meal planning Mm. and shopping the sales. And that cut down my grocery budget a little bit. And then I started doing this just one little side hustle. And I figured out how to do another one that made me a little more money. And I did only do the pizza delivery for about five months because I just couldn't handle not sleeping. Yeah. So there are places where there's a breaking point. Good. And I found them. I found them definitely. You got to find your breaking point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also replaced all of my hobbies with things that would make me money. Mm-hmm. So I actually play roller derby, which is a very fun thing. Roller derby made you money? No, I replaced hobbies with things that made me oh. money. So I replaced roller oh, derby. Okay. Like you became a professional roller derbyist. That's amazing. <laughs> Dog no, trainer, no, roller derby, pizza delivery. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Man, insane but town. I'm sure <laughs> you could probably charge for ads on your shirt and make some money doing roller derby. Potentially. I mean, yeah, That's true. you gotta test it out. Yeah. So fun. So specifically from the perspective of, of someone paying down debt, 
without like another person to aid in the bill. So as a single person, when this was happening, what did you find were some of the challenges of paying off debt as a single person and advantages like both sides to this, but curious to pick your brain on that piece. So there's the obvious downfall of what I can bring in is as much as there's going to be. Mm-hmm. I cannot pay outside of my capacity to earn. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent of the responsibility is on me. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of freedom in not having anyone stopping you. I see a lot of posts online about like how to get your spouse on board or Mm -hmm. when two people are kind of at different levels of effort in trying Mm -hmm. to get out of debt or meet money goals. Because I was just me, I could focus in 100% on what I was doing and then achieve it without having to essentially form a committee to make any decisions with my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to eat ramen for a week. Nobody to stop me. Yeah. It, it probably should have stopped me, but, <laughs> but I yes. could, you know, I could pick things that I would want to eat. For instance, I'm, I'm in a relationship now. Figuring out something to eat is like half of the energy. Oh, isn't it though? Half of a relationship oh, is just figuring out what to what eat. What do you want? Yeah. Well, yeah how about this uh, place? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for anything, but not that or that or that. Yeah. Ew, you want to eat there? So I didn't have to deal with that. I only had to focus in on what was between me and my goals. So mm. if I wanted to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for two weeks straight for lunch, that's on me. <laughs> and I'm not going out to eat. I'm not doing anything like that. Everything was my decision. And therefore, mm-hmm. I had a lot of freedom towards mm-hmm. how fast I wanted my pace to be. Mm-hmm. That's a, such a good point. Because the other day, my husband and I were on our way to a concert. And I was fine with apples and chickpea salad. And he was not. So I ate that in the car. And we had to go through the drive through of Chick-fil-A for him to get something he wanted. Luckily, though, get this, Chick-fil-A, this is such a side tangent, I'm sorry. Chick-fil-A has drive through day. And they gave us like a gift card for a free sandwich on our next visit because it was drive through day. So there was a little bit of like a, I still kind of won, but usually it doesn't work that way. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, good for Eric to not just be sustained on chickpea salad and apples like is that good for eric (laughs) whose side are you on here i'm usually yours we're just i'm just balanced because he hears all this (laughs) i mean i can i can honestly see it both ways because like there were some days where i was like i've got you know dinner ready it's planned i don't want it I'm going to use like some of my personal money and go do something else. And there was no one that I was disappointing by doing that. And there was no one to stop me or encourage me or anything. It was all my decision. Mm -hmm. Did you have any accountability, uh, like partners or or anybody that you were talking to about it? I had YouTube. So when I moved to Louisiana, I started a YouTube channel. And at the time, I was the only single person or low income person out there with like a debt payoff channel that I knew of. There were a few people in the space. There was like Lydia Sin. There was Dead is Dumb. Um, there was His and Her Money. But like all of those guys are married. All those guys were making more than what I was. There was no one really 
talking about single person money or low income money or debt free journey. That's the key is that not only did you pay off debt as a single person, but such a low income. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me because I think for my husband and I, we still have a bit more debt to pay off. Hopefully within a year we'll be done. But the thing with us is that we've had such low income. And so, you know, I'm like, I thought that there was going to be some, tr- some trick to it when I kind of got into this world of how do people do it? I'm like, oh, like they make a lot of money. Like there's no way you can pay off $110,000 in two years unless you're making six figures. Like there's no real magic to it. Mm-hmm. You just have to make a crap ton of money to pay off a crap ton of debt. And so, yeah, that's why I love what you're doing and kind of showing that this is accessible for anybody. Yeah. Now, if I had had $100,000 in debt and was making 26000 a year, it would have been, been a different story yeah. and I would still be slogging through it. But the yeah, despite the fact that the ratio of my income to my debt was not ideal, it's not possible to do it on a low income. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. might have to work a little harder. It's not going to be just cutting out coffee mm-hmm. or restaurants. It's going to be you have to increase your yeah. income. Mm-hmm. And I my income and through all of that at debt. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. Oracle.com strategic. Yeah, but you still had more debt than you had income. And I think that mental barrier stops a lot of people because somebody that makes 50,000 has $75,000 of debt has the same block, even though they are just as capable as you were to pay off that amount of debt in uh, as little time as you did. So there's a big mental barrier to get through. Especially Mm -hmm. since there is a kind of minimum cost of living. Mm -hmm. It varies by area, but everyone's going to have to pay rent. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have to buy food. It's going to cost a certain amount for you and your family to live. Mm-hmm. And I was very privileged to be operating above that. And for much of my debt-free journey, I was operating out or below the poverty line. So I understand how tight that was. Mm-hmm. And that's why I put so much effort into earning additional income on the side mm-hmm. while I waited for opportunities to earn more 
regular income. Nice. Yeah. So, and it was kind of a blessing to be single during that time because if I'd had a kid, I wouldn't have been able to spend my nights delivering pizzas or doing all these side hustles, um, especially if I hadn't had a husband. So, mm-hmm. but because I was alone, it gave me the freedom of whatever time I could dedicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent job, man. That takes determination. Yeah. I, and I love following your journey on YouTube, Budget Girl on YouTube. So definitely, if you haven't subscribed, definitely head over there and, and check out uh, her archives from her debt-free journey. And also you have a ton of great videos now on just different frugal things. So you're still... And the quality of the videos just keeps getting better and better. So they're all great. Back when I was getting out of debt, I wasn't investing any money in right? the YouTube channel. Yeah. I was shooting on an iPhone 4. <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't have if you did not live in a good neighborhood. Like that was a good decision. Yeah. yeah. So my first videos were literally my phone balance and a bunch of books because I didn't have a tripod. Because you were budget girl from the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. It was gosh, it would have been weird if you had high like production. It would have been quality. disingenuine, <laughs> is what it would have been. I would have gotten called out so hard so fast. I know. Oh, yeah. people, people would call me out for like McDonald's and they'd be like, You could have put towards that towards it. And I'd be oh, like, my gosh. Oh my gosh. man. Oh my gosh. I'm also human. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Let's remember that. Now that you have a boyfriend, how do you guys handle money together? So I have always, always been a fan of equality in a relationship in that extends to finances. Not everyone has to agree with me, but that's just the way my little brain works. So like from the beginning, we were splitting dates, not necessarily going Dutch, but he'd buy dinner one night, I'd buy dinner the next night, that kind of thing. He did pay on our first date, but it was, it never seemed right to me to mm-hmm. expect him to bear the financial burden. There was also the issue of he was still a student when we started dating. So mm-hmm. I was, and I was debt free. So I was in a much better position <laughs> financially. So now that we've been together for two years and we live together, we split the household bills. So rent, electricity, internet equally just down the center. He has a full-time, mm-hmm. very good job now. He makes more at his day job than I do at mine, but we split those equally And then we both take out of our individual budgets for like groceries. So he'll buy one week, I'll buy the next week, that kind of thing. And we still kind of go on and off for dates. So is he the one who then on his week for groceries, does he pick out and meal plan? Does it go that deep or is it, is it just solely finances? (laughs) Um, We tend to meal plan together if we do, or it's pandemonium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's more of a foodie than I am Uh, see my my reference about what I was eating when I was getting out of debt like I could I could totally eat cereal every night Um, so I have increased the food budget quite a bit (laughs) just to make sure it's even because he he likes to eat a little bougier That's awesome. Yeah, at least his tastes go that way. My husband is like white bread and uh, Eggo waffles Mm -hmm. all the way. We bought (laughs) Eggo waffles yesterday for Travis. Yep, that's him. And I'm the bougie one. And I, (laughs) I just like like to make my own waffles. Yeah. So, what would be your biggest piece of advice, like as you look back on this journey? 
when you were a single person, what advice would you give to somebody else in a similar situation, being single and trying to pay down debt and, and live more frugally? What are some tips you have? Well, I'm sure you won't be surprised by this seeing as my online moniker is budget girl, but I believe 10 million percent in the power of the mm-hmm. budget because by accounting for every single dollar that you make that you make and writing down where it's going to go, you make sure that it's doing what you want it mm-hmm. to do. So, before I was a budgeter, I was always just kind of spending based on whether I had any money in my account, and that does not leave a lot of room for goal planning Mm -hmm. and doing like smart things with my money. When you don't have a budget, it just kind of disappears. Mm -hmm. Your money just goes away and you don't know where it was. So there's something very freeing. It's not restrictive. Mm -hmm. It can be very freeing to have a budget in place. And you know that as long as you follow that budget that you've made, you're going to meet your money Mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. So I regularly now have way more money than I even want to spend available for me to just kind of spend on like fun Mm -hmm. stuff or personal stuff. It gives me permission to spend within that and have a good time and do and get the things that I want and need without jeopardizing my retirement Mm -hmm. or my savings for like a house and that kind of stuff. So, and back when I was making so much less, every penny was imperative. Mm -hmm. Like every single penny Mm -hmm. that I could put towards debt was important. To getting me out of it. So by accounting for every single penny in there, I could pay all my bills and pay on debt and get out of debt as fast as I could. I love what you said about gamifying it and just mm-hmm. using that term. Can you describe that a little bit? Because I feel like there's some really good principles in that for anybody trying to get out of debt, like single or married. So I've also, I also talked about how frugality is a muscle. So mm-hmm. by gamifying me being able to save money, it was me cutting down my budget by $10 for that week or $40 for that month. And then having to make a game out of it of, okay, what am I going to do differently? That's going to save me that money so that I can put that $40 towards debt so that I can get out of debt one month sooner or one day mm-hmm. sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would sometimes involve like going to multiple different grocery stores or like making a crazy meal plan or volunteering at a place where they were like serving food to volunteers and then volunteering to take the leftovers home. Like (laughs) I never did anything unethical other than selling cigarettes, which I (laughs) didn't realize until now. I'm sure the person who bought the cigarettes was super grateful when normally there's $7 a pack and they could get them for Mm -hmm. four from you. So no one's upset there. (laughs) Yeah. It was pointed out to me very recently, my Marissa, the budgeting wife, that that is probably very illegal to sell cigarettes without a license. We won't tell (laughs) any. Anyone. Yeah. He was he was of age. He was my coworker, and yeah, he your was, friend yeah. was giving you a donation for yeah. something you had already mm-hmm. purchased. There you go. So <laughs> yeah, and once I had kind of like my personal spending under control, I was you know meal prepping, and that saved. So I brought food to lunch every single day, and I never ate out because that's a huge money drain. And I used that more as a treat um, for like. If I, if I did eat out for two weeks straight, I'd go eat out and that would be a treat. And I kind of reimagined how that worked in my head. And same thing with side hustling. I'd go to yard sales that I used to go just to buy stuff I didn't need. Instead, I'd go with the intent to purchase things for resale. And I'd set myself mm-hmm. a challenge of like, I want to make $50 reselling and I only want to spend five. And so I'd put that work in 
And when you get the payoff of you sell something that you got for $5 for like $50, it's, it's like you want a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it starts to become addicting it is. if you, st- if you set it up in that way for yourself, these little challenges. Yeah. When I wrote yeah. the No Spend Challenge Guide, that's what I marketed it as, is it's gamifying frugality. Like it's not a sustainable doing a, a no spend challenge isn't a no spend lifestyle. It's uh, just a way to gamify mm-hmm. figuring out what you value and to become more frugal and to develop like values-based spending. Uh, so I love that concept mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so every month it seemed like I had a bigger amount of money that I could put towards debt. And that also felt like winning mm. because I could see that debt number <sighs> go down. And I even put it when I was in debt on each video. Like the day that I published the video, I would put in the title how much debt I had that day. Mm-hmm. So it also became accountable for me because I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I wanted them to be able to see my mm. number going down and going down fast. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what community can do for us also. And we've seen that just in the one year that we've been doing this podcast, just the support that can come from it, the understanding, the different tips and ideas, and just wanting to stay on track because you feel like you're a part mm-hmm. of something. So in addition to gamifying, there's something else that we really love. This is the most fun part of the show. It's the, the bill, bill of, of the, the week. week. minute of your entire week maybe a baby was born and his name is william maybe you paid off your mortgage maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore duck bills buffalo bills bill clinton this is the bill of the week every week we invite someone to share with us their favorite bill And as a guest on our show, we would like you to do the honor of sharing your bill of the week. So do you have one for us? Well, I don't, I don't have many bills left anymore because I'm out of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, So my, my bill of the week, the one I've been working for and towards is kind of a dream of a bill. I, I dream of a mortgage you guys, I, uh, <laughs> I have my current big money goal is to purchase a multifamily property and yes, house hacking house hack it. Yeah. To rent out some one or two units and then live in like a third or a fourth or, you know, duplex divide that math as you will. And so my, my dream is to have that bill one day and for my tenants to pay it for me. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. If you're, um, that, that's the best bill. Someone, a bill someone yes. else pays. If you're unfamiliar with house hacking, we talk about it in our buy or rent episode a few, few episodes back. Uh, but yes, I love that concept. It's kind of what we're doing. We have a, just a single family, but we rent out the front room and bathroom on Airbnb. And it is fantastic to have your bill paid by somebody else, your mortgage bill. Yeah. To that end, I'm currently trying to save up the big old funkin' down payment. And yes. um, I just closed out my July budget today or yesterday because today is the first. And I um, put $817 towards that future bill. Mm, yes, that feels good. Yes. Yes. And you're in Texas where housing is like as cheap as 
water from a river. So that's fantastic. In some places here, here it can be a little, there's a triplex or the duplexes near the college will go for a quarter of a million dollars just because of their location. Yeah, they imagine. don't even be nice. But there is, it is more affordable than like California yeah. or New York or something, obviously. So mm-hmm. it can be reasonable here, but obviously I wish it were cheap. I just think of all the HGTV shows that have uh-huh. come since Fixer Upper and how they're turning all these affordable diamonds in the rough into like really nice neighborhoods. And I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was at the gym this morning and I saw a Fixer Upper episode on one of the TVs uh-huh. where one of the houses was $15,000. I was like, no, you can't yeah, even buy anymore. a piece of wood for $15,000 around me. God, now. Yeah, mm. nothing like that in Florida anymore. Yeah. It's, un- it's unfortunate, at least in St. Petersburg. How far off are you, Sarah, from this this bill you hope to have? <laughs> Pretty far off, unfortunately, because I'm looking for like, ideally a triplex. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was looking at one the other day that was not very close to the college and was therefore a little more affordable because it would attract like families instead of college students. And mm-hmm. it was 240 for a triplex. And mm-hmm. so down payment on that would be like 50 grand. And right now I have like 16 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's more than we put down on our house. Mm-hmm. We didn't do the recommended 20%, obviously. So I would really like to avoid the PMI, but at the same time, I'm, I'm such a cautious person and I'm such like a slow person when it comes to money stuff. Like it mm-hmm. took me forever to figure out where I was going to like invest in which index funds and stuff like that. I'm just I'm slow as molasses. So I'm a little, I'm a little scared that like the house fever is going to get to me and I'm going to be like, no, this is the one. Let me put down, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got money coming in from the property you've bought, then you've made a much wiser decision than most. So yeah, Yeah, if it's a good property, that's a good deal that doesn't require a ton of work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd pay for the PMI to avoid stress of a major fix up. Yeah. Gladly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This leads us right into my next favorite time of the week, the lightning round. Pew, 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 pew. That's, that's, this is Jill's thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's Jen's thing too. Don't let her fool you. She secretly loves this. Who doesn't secretly love this? I don't know. I don't know. They'll probably Long tell me about it in, in their reviews. Yeah, we'll see it in a review for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
please don't let us know what, how you feel about the lightning round uh, in the reviews. <laughs> unless you love it. Unless that's the reason for your five stars. Have at yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So in honor of having Budget Girl on the show, Sarah, we want to know some of your budgeting tips. So I'm sure you are very used to giving these. So just give us a few of your budgeting tips for budgeting beginners and people that maybe want to uh, hone their budgeting skills. Okay. First off, double check your numbers. <laughs> and just double check your formulas or your numbers or your math or however you're doing it on pen and paper. Always go through twice because sometimes a cell will not like cross over or you'll forget to carry a number and things will go crazy and that's going to take you a while to fix. So even I do that sometimes. <laughs> check your math. <laughs> So you're still on the spreadsheet? Yes. I'm a okay. spreadsheet mm -hmm. girl. I do recognize that some of the apps are probably a little more foolproof than my spreadsheet, but I like making notes. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. It can help to feel in control because if I can yeah. make a mistake, it feels like so could an app. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just as good as an mm -hmm. app. And apps get bought out and they change and stuff like... Google Sheets ain't going nowhere. Right. I could pull up my, <laughs> my budget from January of 2014 right now and tell you exactly how much I made and how much I spent at the grocery store. And for some reason, that brings me a lot of joy. And I understand yeah. that that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't call you budget girl for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, give yourself a category where you have just a little bit of kind of miscellaneous wiggle room. So that is for when you need shampoo or a shoelace breaks or something just weird happens that doesn't work into anywhere else in your budget. For me, I always had kind of a 20 to $30 a month cushion in what I called my personal line. And that accounted for a lot of things that I couldn't put into like groceries or, you know, mm -hmm. gas, mm -hmm. rent, etc. And just having a place for the weird expenses to go is mentally helpful. Mm -hmm. Just like a junk drawer. You need that for your budget. You need a yes. junk drawer for your budget. Can I steal that? I want to steal Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <with credit. laughs> junk drawer category. <laughs> Copyright frugal friends. Yes. Another t-shirt. Another bumper <laughs> sticker. <laughs> and three, have a goal that you're working towards. So whether you are trying to get out of debt or whether you are trying to like save for a house or a vacation or a car, have something so that at the bottom of your budget, if you have any leftover money, you can put it towards a mission and not just spend it mm -hmm. because it is so tempting to just spend it. But if you have something that you are working towards, it can go there. You can feel accomplished. It will reinforce this habit of budgeting and help you get there just that much closer. Nice. Besides your house, your future house, what are some of the other things that you've like saved up for since paying off debt? Because that's a question we get like, how do we keep up our momentum and like stay committed after we pay off debt? So when I got out of debt, I started putting $100 a month into a travel fund. Nice. And I have gone on a cruise since then, which was so much mm. fun. I consider my debt free vacation paid for entirely in cash that I'd saved up my travel fund. I have got some new furniture. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've seen your couch on social media. It is my dream <laughs> couch. You have I, my I dream. I spend couch. a lot of time on that chaise and it's one of my favorite things oh. on the planet. Like that is where all of my video editing gets done. That is where 
I'll, I'm at my desk right now in my office, which is never used. It's only used as a backdrop, but uh, <laughs> that's because I didn't want to hold the microphone. <laughs> but yeah, I got some new furniture. I haven't done a lot of upgrades. I haven't gotten a new car, though I save for when I do need a new car. I guess the big thing I've been saving for is retirement because I didn't put anything away while I was in debt. So now okay. I'm really maxing out my um, Roth IRA for that and just making sure that I have ton of money for when I retire so I can live Perfect. it live it good. Yeah. I think retirement is a great place to stash your extra money. So where can people find more about you and what do you have going on over at Budget Girl? Absolutely. So I make videos every week on YouTube and my channel over there is Budget Girl. So youtube.com slash Budget Girl. I also have a brand new website, gobudgetgirl.com, where I do lots of free printables and articles and just fun ways to help you save money and live a more frugal, fabulous life. And I am on every social media except Snapchat, because I think Snapchat is stupid and come at me at Go Budget Girl. Good. All right. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> I've never had a Snapchat either. So I admire you for that. I don't even know what Snapchat is. I'm going to be honest with you. This is why I'm the 82-year-old who feels like a millennial sometimes. <laughs> Because when I do things that millennials do, it feels awkward to me, but I'm proud of myself. Yeah. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, we will catch you next time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for joining us again for our interview with Budget Girl. Yeah. Hope you liked it. Hope it was inspiring for you. And even an encouragement for those of us who are paying off debt on a low income or as a single person, whatever your circumstances are, there's a story for you to connect with and motivate you. So I hope this was one of those. Absolutely. Also, we want to thank you for listening uh, and for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. It's called My Favorite Podcast, happens to be five stars, comes from Britty27. Uh, they write, I love listening to the Frugal Friends podcast. Jen and Jill make it feel like you're chatting with a couple of your best friends. Ooh, not just friends, best friends. Mm -hmm. The podcast has given me great tips along with helping me to attempt my first no spend month a little over one week ago. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Britty27. Yeah, so glad to be your yes. best friends and your frugal friends. I need more best friends. I love that. <laughs> Uh, we also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we're going to add you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get every month, we give away one copy of the Frugal Friends workbook. So keep leaving reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and send us the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. That'll enter you into the drawing. And of course, don't forget to tag us on social. We see you there. Yes. And we will see you here next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Are you excited for our meetup next week? Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> next week of April. <laughs> yes, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Will you be there? <laughs>
We talked about this, Jill. (laughs) We've gone over this. We've changed the dates. You better be there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, any opportunity to connect with people real time rather than pretending to when I'm recording in my spare bedroom is perfect. Yeah. The last time we tried to do one of these, the world shut down. But it was poorly planned, too. We didn't really realize people wanted us to do a meetup. So we didn't plan one. And now we see that they do. And now the world has changed and people don't want to be as face-to-face anymore. So what what an interesting world we live in. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But uh, it'll definitely be frugal. It'll definitely be fun. There will be friends. And probably food. Ooh. And more things that start with F. It won't be on a Friday, though. No, it won't. It'll be Mm -hmm. on the day following Friday. The frugal friends. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.